Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 50 for subscribers. Honestly, it was like an hour yesterday. <laughs> of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is Binkley is doing his first solo live at five. Cocktails and questions or no cocktails and no questions, Binkley? What's your what's your format? Well, we're going to see how it goes. If there are people there that want to ask questions, I'll answer questions. If there is not a lot of people, then I'll maybe throw some pictures up on the screen and play how how to how do you meme or what do you meme or one of those games or something silly oh, like fun. that. So this is we we are now on locals, so it's propreport.locals.com. I think today is the actual last day to use the promo code try locals free, all caps, one word. You have to make sure it's set to monthly or it won't work. You'll know what I mean if you try. But so they like you to do live streams and pictures and videos and everything. So we're each going to take turns. You can't do it jointly. So we have to do it individually. We're going to take turns. I did mine last week. Binkley's going to do his this week. I'm sure it's going to be super fun, super duper. And I even did a little after party at the dppdiscord.com. But maybe you can do a before party and uh, and get people to come on over. Check we'll it out. We'll see, maybe. We'll yeah. see. Who knows? Let's see. Let's just see. Maybe just everybody's got to check in and see where you are. So that's that. I think that's going to be super cool and fun. And uh, I've got some, some super cool and fun and, uh, you know, just normal news today. What you got? I have some, I think, interesting stories. I have some updates on the Microsoft acquisition that we're going to talk about. Right. But first, we want to hear about the, the free, free COVID-19 COVID test. test. Mm -hmm. Well, finally, what everybody's been waiting for, the government is going to be giving out free COVID-19 tests. This was a big talking point last night and today. And they were really emphasizing how they got it done a day early. A day early. <laughs> They're going to be sending them out one day early. They're so efficient over there in Washington. And... It's funny because there was problems on the website on the first day, which that happens. That tends to happen with new launches. So that's expected. But there were certain groups of people that were are not able to get it. So they talked about how, yes, everybody's going to be getting it. But wait, wait, wait. You need to make sure you read the details on the website just in case you fall into one of those categories of people who cannot get it. So there's a little bit of confusion around it. But when you go to the website, it's covidtest.gov. You can order a maximum of four that will be shipped directly to your household within seven to 12 days. So if you're sick right now, you'll be fine by then and it won't matter. <laughs> However, you're supposed to get them in advance. Yes, I get guess. them in advance. You're not allowed to get more because supplies are limited. And on top of that, just really excited. It must excited. be limited to a billion or something because if everybody's like, is everybody allowed to have it or do you have to have a, you have to be, not paying taxes like as a as a big taxpayer everything's free to everybody except for the people who are paying for it <laughs> it's fucking so bad. yes exactly so on top of that they're giving some more freebies they're also making 400 million n95 mask available free starting this week 
And the masks are coming from the Strategic National Stockpile. They'll be made available at a number of local pharmacies and community health centers. So you won't be stealing. You'll be just getting them free. I know masks are in such high demand. There's people free. fighting. So May me, I reemphasize, I am paying for those masks. Let me compare this to something I'm paying here. for a lot of those masks. The PlayStation 5, they won't even sell it in stores because of safety reasons. I was at Target earlier picking something up, and there's a little sign that says, for safety reasons, the PlayStation 5 must be purchased online because they don't want people fighting over it or trying to steal it. The mask, however, they're not worried about people fighting over the mask. You can go right into the store and get them. But I believe that they're doing this kind of scarcity thing here because they see how effective it has worked with things like the PlayStation, other things in the supply chain that people have been unable to get, which has increased the demand just because psychologically it makes people want them more. And I think that that's a little, little bit of what's going on here. And also... They say the tests are available to order, and then they give a little checklist. They say they can be taken anywhere. They give you results in 30 minutes. They work whether or not you have COVID-19 symptoms, which is a weird statement, I think. It's asymptomatic, right? Yeah, but why wouldn't they work if you don't have symptoms? That's just a strange statement to have on the front of their website. And it says they work whether or not you are up to date on your COVID-19 vaccines. Wow, I thought maybe if you hadn't been vaccinated, the test wouldn't work. It's just a strange statement. One of my, so all three of my kids go to different schools. Two are private schools. One is public school. And the public school here actually in this little town I'm in has been the best. They said that they would grant any exemption. They are totally not for all this stuff. And they were letting them wear whatever kind of masks they want. So I highly recommend fakemasksworldwide.com. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. But what, so, but recently in his class, a couple of kids came or had positive COVID tests. So they sent home with him two COVID tests, which I took great pains to follow the freaking instructions and do everything they said. And he's had it. So I'm, I'm not worried at all about I'm not worried about this whole thing anyway. Maybe I should be, but I'm not. Anyway, so I went through all this rigmarole and downloaded on my effing phone this health app. And boy, it was not pleasant. I was trying to do it to on my son's phone. Like, I just didn't even want it on my phone. I don't know. I just did not don't want any of that crap. But I had to do it. I just had to do it. I, I can't fight everybody. I love that you did it on your son's phone because you didn't I want to do, do it. it. Well, he has Down syndrome. You know what I mean? Like, he's not. What What's going to happen? They might rub him out because he has Down syndrome, but I don't think they're going to worry. They're, if they tried to monitor his phone, it would be such a jumbled mess. It's like it would be like <laughs> a baby on acid. Like, that's how I think his interaction with the world is. But he so I did all this. And when I went to upload the test, like the I don't know, scan it or whatever, the app doesn't require that. You just have to say whether it was negative or positive. You don't have to send a picture. There's nothing. So all you but you do have to like l- keep the app running for 15 minutes while it processes the ta- you know like it makes you listen to this timer. It's maddening. So it's very highly psychological, but it has absolutely no practical value because all you would have to do is say that you were negative and skip taking the test. I didn't. My my husband like like thinks the tests are accurate. I don't know what. I don't care at all. Yeah. But, uh, we're a mixed, <laughs> a mixed view family. Yeah. Um, and yet and you are able to persist, which is not always the case. They give you 
Two little things here about your results. What if you test positive? It says a positive at-home test result means that you that the test found the virus and you likely have COVID-19. I would beg to differ on that. I would say a positive test result means that you got a positive test result. Maybe it found <laughs> right. the virus. Right. Maybe it didn't. You don't know. And then it said... What's a virus? What if... You test negative. It said a negative at-home test result mean result means that the test did Probably. not find the virus, right. and you may have a lower risk of spreading COVID nineteen to others. Really, so it didn't find the virus, but you have a lower risk of spreading it. Right, because there's a chance you still have of it. Of course, and yada yada. But the whole I'm sure the whole thing is just trash. But I did point. God, it's just a little late, isn't it, to be giving all this stuff out free? It just seems a little late. Well, I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe there are stockpiles, and the government has to buy them from their buddies. Like, so Biden makes some deal, right? Let's say he's, in my opinion, he's super corrupt. I think there's plenty of evidence of that. So he makes his deal, and he gets whatever he's going to get. And then these things didn't sell. So they probably guaranteed them. Basically, I don't they probably guaranteed them. That strategic stockpile thing is straight out of event 201. But I'm looking looking here at a story that I referred to yesterday. I followed up on it. I think it was December 30th. It said Biden signs a one hundred and thirty seven million dollar deal with a German pharmaceutical company. What the F? Come on. Right. Uh, might as well, like made America at least for COVID test strip factory that will take three years to build and will start producing 83 million tests a month in the late 2024 at the earliest. It's going to start building in 2024. Or, it's or going to it start will... producing COVID tests in late 2024, the earliest. So this thing is is definitely here to stay. It's definitely the substitute for war. Like it's the it's the new thing. Well, and I don't get the flu vaccine either, so I'm okay not getting that one for years to come. No, I wouldn't either. But maybe they'll maybe they will mandate it on a. I don't know. I mean, that would be pretty messed up. So, a couple of other things on the COVID front. If you're finished with the insights that, so there was there we have a we have several listeners in the UK. Uh, one is Chris, he's a patron. He messaged us saying, "I uh, just want to fill you in on what's going on here in England. Boris Johnson has lifted all restrictions today, and some more are lifting in March. He's been getting a lot of grief by the press about a party over Christmas and during summer last year, as has the leader of the opposition." There's an effort to get Boris out. What is interesting is the media are beginning to say how outrageous lockdowns and restrictions are, as if to cover their own backs. Oh, I guess they're anti-Bojo. It's very confusing. Ireland, Scotland, and Wales are all pressing ahead with more restrictions. What the game being played here in England is difficult to figure out. He goes on to say, an important bit that people are forgetting is that the Coronavirus Act has not been revoked. It's there whenever it's needed. Now, I looked that up. This is a British Act of Parliament from 2020 that is, it says in Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge, that it is set to expire two years after it was established. So I followed up with Chris. I haven't heard back from him yet. I'm not sure if they changed that, but it should just expire if it is not uh, reinstated. And um so with Bojo, Chris is saying that he's on the ropes because of these parties. And maybe it's like the way FDR, supposedly FDR's fantastic approval ratings came from him lifting prohibition upon taking office. So uh, in 
there was a time when I did believe that politicians just would do anything to maintain their position at all costs. But I think, and I noticed this change at when Obamacare got passed, that keeping your seat at the table isn't, isn't necessarily the role that you're expected to play or the role that is most lucrative to you. So for them to say that Bojo wants to hang on to a seat at all costs, that may be true, but he's very deep state in my opinion. So he will do whatever they want him to do. And I'm sure he will benefit from that. Yeah, remember when he was all anti this and then he got COVID and he drastically changed his tune and became a big advocate for the shutdowns and an advocate I don't for the vaccine remember, and everything? I don't remember him being anti this. He was a lot like Trump. He was echoing similar things to Trump at the time. And then he made a, a pretty sharp turn okay. after going to the hospital. Yeah, I remember him getting it. I remember him going to the hospital. I just don't remember that progression but i believe you but one thing that i should call to your attention um is so i don't know if i mentioned this on the air yesterday i had a really interesting conversation with dr hirshhorn joel hirshhorn who we had shared a screen with on the union of the unwanted recently really it was really i mean he has such crazy credentials that I'm always like kind of grain of salt, obviously an establishment guy, not a conspiracy guy. He held a position with Congress. He held a position, not with Congress, like he was a an advisor to Congress. He was a um, advisor to the governors. He testified before Congress 50 times. I believe he was affiliated with Johns Hopkins. So I was a little a skeptical going in, but our conversation, I, I think, was totally above board only to find so i i just recorded it with a youtube live stream it's a long story but i had it on that on youtube as private and a couple of people texted me with some interesting little tidbit i said oh i just covered this with dr hershorn i'll give you a sneak peek of the show so i made it unlisted rather than private immediately immediately before either of those people could look at it it was taken down so now I am sorry to tell you that I have a takedown on the Propaganda Report channel. I'm sorry. My bad. Not the first time that's happened, but um, as soon as you mis- made it unlisted, it was taken. Yes. Down. Yes. That's actually very interesting. Right. So um, we've been taken down a few times before with with Judy Mikevitz. She I didn't interview her, but she was in the video I was uploading that was taken down before it was even published. And I think that was private, but maybe it was just unlisted. I can't remember. But it when I switched from private to unlisted, it had no views at any time, this Hershorn thing. It was taken down. And uh, I think, so this is a guy who testified 50 times before Congress, you know, as a medical professional and his it's medical misinformation when it actually isn't. There was nothing that he said. I mean, I, I think it was all true. And he has backed it up. He was telling us how he verifies all that stuff. So what I think I'm going to do, I wasn't going to publish it till next where I was going to ask you to put it out next week because we have something for Friday. But um, I think we should do that as an early release to subscribers just so that in case, I, you know, just maybe to tease it out. If it passes muster there, then we can put it in the free feed. We have to put it in the free feed because I, I don't want to waste his time by making it exclusive. He likes to get his you know stuff out there. But uh, I'm a little worried. He must be on a list where just his stuff uh, gets yeah, that's Yeah, on I think YouTube that's true because anyway. must be on a list too. But like, I'm a little worried. 
We'll see. This will, yeah. We will put to the test <laughs> the, our various platforms. Yeah, that's interesting. I have not had a unlisted video taken down yet until that. But so, yeah, that's definitely well, interesting. Well, the Mikevitz one definitely was not public. I did not put that as public. So it was yeah. either unlisted or private. Live stuff seems to stand the test of time, but this was live. Was it live to YouTube? Yeah, I, I had it streamed to YouTube just listed as private so nobody could watch it. But that way it would just be on YouTube. Oh. For when I needed it or as a backup storage thing. And that's why we're on Rockfin. And that is why we're on Rockfin. And hopefully you can get the audio. Otherwise, it's lost forever. If you can't get that out of StreamYard, I got like it right already, now. I think, I think I downloaded it already. Yeah, yeah, it's lost forever. So you mentioned that you had shared a screen with him. In yes. the future, in the near future, perhaps, that phrase might be, while I was inside of a screen, I was in a virtual environment with him. Because the way that we not just play and enjoy entertainment, but the way that we work is going to be transformed and largely due to this Microsoft acquisition. This is, I think, the launching of the transformation of the business world, the bizverse, if you will. Yesterday, it was announced that Microsoft had acquired Activision Blizzard. We mentioned that. That's the maker of some of the most popular video games, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Candy Crush. And it's their Microsoft's biggest acquisition ever. And it signals kind of a power move into the metaverse, an attempt to establish dominance in what many corporations are betting on for the future. And there's a little bit more information about this. In their official press release on the acquisition, Microsoft emphasized the importance of gaming to the creation of the metaverse. That it's going to be the technology and the strategies of gaming are what the metaverse is going to be built on. But the application of gaming technology is something that they focused on where they're going to be applying that technology to the business world in the metaverse. So the way you interact in gaming, we talked about how gaming kind of foreshadows military technology. Now it's going to be foreshadowing also the business world. It's all kind of taking leads from gaming and applying, like they're testing it in the gaming world then applying it to business yeah, and monetizing. It's not, nece- not necessarily taking leads, but it's that's the, that's the beta. Yeah, so they're embracing... Technology and strategies of it's the gaming world. Simulations. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. The gaming simulations, although they're being monetized now and they're being used to build, to harvest. So in well, the Matrix, yes. they harvest the energy of the people through those things in the back of their heads. What the metaverse <laughs> yeah. seems to be is you get these kids who they've trained to play Fortnite and what's that other game? The Building Worlds. Minecraft. Minecraft. I got to tell you something. We've got a lot of comments on our last mention of Minecraft. I got to tell you. I think you mentioned that to me about But it just keeps coming. They're like, it's serious. If they say it's in Minecraft, they actually do mean in the real world. Interesting. That's Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with the crossover to the metaverse and the physical world. But they are using these kids with these play-to-earn games where they're building out these metaverse worlds within that. That's exactly what Allison McDowell told us, and I couldn't get my mind around it. I thought it was ridiculous, and she sounded silly. I mean, I didn't... I, I was a bit awestruck by the whole thing but i was just like look this is too theoretical it's too far in the future and it's fucking here it's here and (laughs) it's totally here and it's not funny i don't know why i'm laughing it's just it's just funny and And they're training kids right now the kids who didn't play games they're offering programs to train them on how to do this how to play these games to build these worlds to earn you can earn while you play so that's going to be a big draw but for how it's going to affect us when it comes to the business world. Everything that we do in, in business 
is like built around Word, Microsoft, Excel. People use that in every business. They use Microsoft Teams. So think remote job interviews and virtual settings instead of just through the screen. You're in that virtual world. Zoom on steroids, maybe. Internal training simulations, 3D demos, digital malls, events to promote products and services, customer service people interacting with your avatar in a more it feels more real. These are all going to be ways they're going to be adapting the business world using these gaming technologies and Microsoft is launching this, I believe. That's interesting. And what's weird about it is I understand that the matrix is a simulation. When you look at Demolition Man, which I think is amazingly prescient anyway, but they're in the conference room. They have in the chairs, the chairs all have screens instead of headrests and their face, everybody's faces are there. So nobody's there, but they're all, they have screens. But I've never, I can't think of a, an example where, I guess I've seen it, where it's actually in the conference room, they're, they're like holographic people. I guess I've seen it. I guess I've seen it. But uh, you know what I mean? So like the actual virtual conference room with, with your avatar. Yeah. I feel like I, maybe I have seen it. Star but Trek you has that a little bit. The holodeck. Well, newer Star Trek episodes has people, their hologram just, you know, pops in and you have a conversation with them and they pop right, out. Right, right, okay. And that's kind of what some of this stuff is, but you just got a headset on. But of course, they have the contact lenses that are, that are already in development. They have the augmented reality glasses. This is really moving forward very quickly. And this is a major step, this acquisition. Keep your eye on that, although it will not go through until 2023, at least. Should we take the driving stuff? I've got some on that, and you've got some on that yeah. uh, into the XR because I have a pretty big deep dive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that, okay. definitely. All right. Well, before we get to our deepest dive of the day, where we dig deep on Ukraine, where it's been and where it's going, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the XR, which is, as Monica just mentioned, Congress's teen big rig driving experiment. We're also going to talk about a 2022 Senate campaign ad that begins and ends on a high. And we're going to hear Monica's theory that Trump got impeached so that Biden wouldn't have to. And of course, a big thanks to our sponsor of today's show, Neighbors Feed and Seed, NeighborsFeedandSeed.com in Smyrna, Georgia, the home of many of our Propaganda Report live meetups. Neighbors has a great opportunity coming up. Beginning on February 5th, Neighbors will be launching an in-person seed starting class where you will learn how to save money by growing your own veggie plants. The class will be taught by the owner of Neighbors, Bill himself. That's all the details we have right now. If you're interested in finding out more details, follow Neighbors on Instagram at Neighbors Feed and Seed. Bill will be posting more details and updates there very soon. Neighbors also has new seed stock arriving this week and lots of other great products and personnel. Bill and the staff over there will answer any questions you have and give you a truly great experience. One final thing on them, they're trying to keep their location over there in Smyrna right now, which is a fantastic location through no fault of their own. They've kind of been put in a position where they could lose it. Bill told me that things are looking a little bit better right now, but they're not quite out of the woods yet. So if you're in the area, walk-in business, always appreciated, and just pop in and say hi. It helps when you're in a situation like this to know that you're supported and loved and they are a great company, great people, great products. Neighborsfeedandseed.com. If you have any questions, contact Bill through the Instagram DM or neighborsfeedandseed at gmail.com. 
And if you have not yet, check us out on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Rockfin is an emerging video platform where you can find the stuff that YouTube will not allow. It's pro-liberty, pro-free speech video platform. And when you sign up through the propaganda report page, you get ad-free DNBXR Monday through Wednesday with DNBXR live streamed with video every Thursday exclusively on Rockfin. You get all new propaganda report deep dives every other Friday where we deconstruct clips of the global elites laying their world domination plans, which weeks later buy and repeats verbatim. You also get all of our interviews posted there early release with video when available and all the Rockfin content of all Rockfin creators, including our friends Sam Tripoli, Whitney Webb, Jimmy Dore, The Mad Ones, lots of great content creators on there. All of this for just $9.99 a month. It's a fantastic deal. Subscribe today, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Now on to our deepest dive of the day. I felt like we should talk about the latest in Ukraine since back in the day on WSB, I did so much work on that. I lost the audio because I guess whenever I got taken off WordPress. So I don't have that, but I, we've pushed, pushed before the blast from the past, but I'm not sure. I think a lot of our listeners probably hadn't heard that. So just, I'll give you just a couple of points on what happened in the past and why. And I actually have gotten, Nasty emails, which I haven't gotten since WSB days uh, when I talk about this. But if you look into what happened in Ukraine in 2014, Victoria Newland and Joe Biden was part of it. The U.N. was part of it. Catherine Ashton of the EU was part of it. They took out the democratically elected president of Ukraine because instead of taking a crappy deal with EU, he took a good deal with Russia for gas and bonds and stuff like that. Actually, the last interview we did with Professor Boyd Barrett, he wrote the book, literally the book on Western mainstream media and the Ukraine narrative. And I'd like to get back with him on this. He offered to talk about exclusively Ukraine. But so they took out this democratically elected president, and they did a bunch of things that really alienated the easternmost part of Ukraine. There's a couple of provinces there that speak that Russian is the majority of the people. It's their primary language. And one of the things they did was they banned Russian as a as a an official language. That was a big problem. So people think of Russia as annexing Crimea at this time. Crimea was historically always a part of Russia. They had their big fleet there. There's absolutely no way it was not going to go to Russia. Russia could not allow that. The people there were basically Russian. They voted almost unanimously to go back to Russia like they'd always been until Stalin or something. So the narrative you get is absolutely wrong from Ukraine. So that's the backstory. So these, there are these two, uh, it's Donetsk and Ludensk, I think. I'm doing that from memory. So I might be saying it wrong. But they're those two provinces, there to stop, there was real fighting. They were fighting. And the, to stop that fight, there was a Minsk agreement. Minsk is in Belarus. And the agreement was that, uh, well, I'll just tell you what the update was uh, in a quote because I don't want to get it wrong. But I mean, I don't think I would get it wrong. The true logic of the Minsk agreement is opaque, one source said. They were supposed to end the conflict in eastern Ukraine. Russia was going to withdraw its troops. I'm not sure how many troops it has there, but it does have troops on the border. And elections. Now, this is the thing that I think is important. Elections were to be held in the occupied Donbass territories, that Donetsk and Ludensk, I think it was called. 
after which Western sanctions would be lifted and normalcy would return. But none of it has happened. Six years later, Russian troops are still there. Elections have not been held. Normalcy is elusive. So just wanted to get that right. They What they wanted was to have like a semi-autonomous region. They don't want to be a part of Russia. Russia hasn't invited them in, doesn't acknowledge them. They just wanted to have some autonomy because they were so different culturally, culturally, linguistically, religiously. But they wanted to stay part of Ukraine. And I guess... I guess Russia wants them to stay part of Ukraine. So at least if there's voting, they can they that Kiev has to pivot a little bit to these interests. I don't know. So this but that never happened. And there's still all these tensions there. And right now, I think a big part of it is one big, big thing is that the EU, Europe, America, UK doesn't want Russia and Germany trading a lot. They don't want Russia to give Germany gas. They don't want to get uh, manufactured goods from Germany. They don't like that. That's threatening to them, especially the to the extent that we like to completely button up the oil and gas stuff for ourselves, for the West. Uh, so that's like kind of the basis of it. And right now, tensions are really flaring. The UK has been sending military aid which is usually in the form of actual materiel into Ukraine. We, I saw it as like a rumor had it. And then I think it's been admitted that we just gave them $200 million in military aid in January. And um, a, a similar report, which I don't think has been confirmed, but I believe it is that the CIA is there training our allies there who are Nazis to, uh, there, there are Nazis over there. People like here, I feel like the whole white supremacist neo-Nazi thing is, uh, fabricated or at least, uh, provoked. Over there, there's like stay behind. If you look into the history of Sweden, of the Olaf Palm assassination, uh, Ole Damagard's book on that, like there's Nazis over there and these guys are Nazis. And in, in part, they're part of the alliance. Like, uh, Victoria Newland, when she implemented this coup, she called for Yatsenyuk, Tani Book, and Klitschko. Klitschko is the brother of the wrestler. Yatsenyuk was basically a bureaucrat, um, or whatever. And, uh, but Tani Book was a Nazi. Neo Nazi, I don't know how to not offend <laughs> people who get offended when I say that. But that's what I think. They are. But anyway, so the idea is we're training them to deter Russia, not because Russia couldn't invade and completely take over, but we're threatening them with basically foreshadowing of an Afghanistan type quagmire. So that's what's going on there. And all uh, apparently what Russia wants, there were four days of talks last week and Erdogan in Turkey has said he would continue these talks and Russia responded we only want two things. We want it in writing that Ukraine and Georgia will not become a part of NATO. And the reason, in my opinion, they want it in writing is that Gorbachev made that deal with HW about the Warsaw Pact, Warsaw Pact countries. And under Clinton, the majority of them entered into NATO anyway. So that was Soviet Union's buffer zone, Russia's buffer zone. And we immediately violated that. It was not in writing once in writing this time. And those are like the last ones. And then... The other thing is they want the Minsk agreement to be implemented, which would mean that those regions have that kind of semi-autonomous state and some self-governance abilities. Now, Russia, I think this is confirmed, is doing some joint exercises with Belarus. And I don't know if you remember, but Belarus didn't go along with the COVID stuff and has been under regime change attack 
ever since. And they border Ukraine. They border Russia and Ukraine. So that the activity between Russia and Belarus there on the border of Ukraine is a bit ominous. But uh, I don't know. Uh, and Newland is back. She was the one who organized this. She was a Cheney advisor. She was a Bush advisor. And then she was Clinton. And then she was Obama. She took a breather under Trump. But now she's back as the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs. And um, it is important to note, interesting to note, I think, that her husband, Robert Kagan, was a founding member of PNAC, which I think anybody who knows that 9-11 was an inside job. Kagan and Cheney and PNAC are a big part of that. And he's also a very prominent member, if not the most prominent member of the Brookings Institution, which we've talked about before. So let's see. I think that's it. Um, yeah, Donetsk and Lugansk. Those are the places. And oh, here was something that was funny, is that Jen Psaki recently said that recently, like yesterday, said that... She thinks Russia is planning a false flag in Ukraine to justify invading. Now, A, that makes me laugh because obviously false flags are real. Right. But if we say <laughs> that they're planning a false flag so that they can do that. <laughs> right. We're so it's going to. I think, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a true flag, a true flag event. So they're going to go in under a, a Ukrainian flag, do something obnoxious and or American flag or whatever. So I think it'll be a true flag provocation and that uh, they will say it was a false flag. But it's just so funny that all conspiracy theories that point to Russia are completely valid. But anything that suggests that. So 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 let me get this straight, Jen. This the false flags are a thing, but the CIA would never do one. That's that's your story. That is the basic <laughs> premise. And trying to explain this to somebody who disagrees with it or who just opposes the right or Republicans or conservatives, it's just like speaking to a brick wall. And the entire argument is based on, well, we're more moral than they are and we'd never do that's it. That's right. Yeah, okay. I saw it. I saw that in it was a quote in Surveillance Valley, a book I was reading. I think Alison McDowell might have suggested it, where it said the difference between our enemies and us are not our tactics, but our motives. <laughs> yeah. And I would ask you, that's their claim. I would ask you to think about Ukraine in this context. So I remember my father when I was growing up objecting heartily to NATO as being something that puts us at great risk and gives us no value. We are not at risk of a conventional war with Russia. Europe might have been, but we weren't. And for us to have to commit the full force of our military to some NATO provocateur was absolutely immoral, and I agree with him. But so then just ask yourself, ask yourself why we're in Ukraine. Why the heck are we in Ukraine? And if you say because the whole world is just a game of dominoes, well, then, you know, that's the same argument people use for gun control. Well, I mean, you can't have the right to self-defense because it affects other people in society. That's not where we are. And it's not true to human nature or a successful organization. And we don't need to be there. It's obviously we're there for uh, doing the bidding of, I'm sure, uh, geopoliticians and global corporations. But I have a little more on on this in my XR story about Trump's impeachment. Okay, fantastic. I look forward to hearing that. Oh, I, think I have that a quickie too, by the way. All right. Don't forget, tomorrow in Missoula is a 
is a Thursday in Missoula, Montana, is a meetup. You can find it at Hireside Chats Meetups dot com slash events something like that sorry <laughs> I talked it's going to be on the higher side chats website yeah it's no it's like a special website it's like a different website it's like higher side chats meetups website okay so and then i did want to shout out suzanne of truthsmacks.com she makes that i told you about this over christmas this is an ad. It's just a shout out to her. She's a patron saint. Uh, it's so freaking delicious and natural. Read the ingredients. It's infused with peppermint. You can get it without, but it's it's actually problematically addicting. So I would buy a lot of small bags and not one big bag because you're going to finish the bag. But it's super, super delicious. And what a nice thing to send with the kids to school. So uh, good luck on your new endeavor. Oh, and it has hilarious quotes about truth. And it even has a whole separate bag for flat earth quotes. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Cool. I get the That's regular truth smacks, but you can also get the flat earth. But I'm a, I'm a globalist. <laughs> I'm a glober. You're a glober. Yeah, I don't believe in the flat earth. I believe in the... Oh, I see, I see. I mean, a globe is a thing that sits on your desk. I'm a sphere. A spherist. I'm a sphere earther. Okay, I see. Right on that, well, I think we can wrap it up. Thank you, Monica. Thank you all for listening. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the DMB XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day. <laughs>